Alright everybody, it's another episode of Power Move Parker, and uh, we've got the headquarters. This is, this, is, this, is, uh, this is Parker and Dad headquarters here in Webster, it's Labor Day weekend. I've decided to come back and uh, do a show in person, got the camera set up, so we'll see how it looks on YouTube, hopefully a little bit better than us just uh, doing Zoom if we got the actual camera set up, but uh in-person show it's been a while so uh we skipped out last week but we decided to wait till a few more topics came in and i knew i was coming down here for labor day weekend uh, so we're really excited about uh today's show but i also want to extend an invite i know cody welch if he's listening i know he's he comes on the show pretty soon hopefully this hopefully on tuesday we can do a segment with him and i also wanted to uh extend the invite to anybody who listens to the show that wants to come on. It, odds are if you listen to the show, that means you like the show, which means you probably have similar views. If you don't, uh, send me a text. If you, ha you Most of you who watch the show have my number. Uh, send me a text. Send, send him, him a text if you have his number and you want to get on the show. And just tell us what you want to talk about. And uh, before we can pre-approve the topic, and that way we know what to expect. We we'll have to make it really interesting, right? Yeah. Okay. Are we gonna like have money? Are, are we, are we gonna do this on 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 uh, Zoom, or are we gonna like send the company vehicle for them and and no. uh, air, all spare no expense? They get to sleep on the air. Uh, we've got the air mattress in the other room, and and they can come and sleep on the air mattress, and we put them up in the HQ, and no, and we do the whole thing like that. None or, of that. None of that. None of that at all. Because we don't have a company car, do we? We don't have a company car. Do we and, have a budget? And we don't have a budget. We don't get paid. Oh. Well, anyway, guys, you can come join the show, but it's uh, you're going to be on your own. I, yeah, I like to send the plane for them. Right now, actually, it's funny because uh, Walker Medico just texted me, and he's probably talking about the Texas State game in the background, but he would be a great uh, addition because he's, he's kind of libertarian, but he would be a great addition to the show because he, he could talk for a while. But, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people always have feedback to the show, they always say what we should have talked about are uh, that we're just, you know, uh, we miss a lot of things. But but then when they want to come on the show, there's always, like, excuses being made. So we're extending the invite. Zoom is really easy. If you download the Zoom app, you can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. Um, super easy. Uh, and most of the time, that's what we'll be doing because I come through Kerrville and he's still here in Webster. So uh, that being said, Dad, it's been a heck of a week a lot of things have changed the landscape of the election in my opinion has changed you know when uh when uh, your democrat uh you know when your democrat friends on twitter and facebook stop retweeting the polls and stop <laughs> sharing the polls <laughs> that things are bad well yeah those polls we have to really rely on those polls yeah now eh, maybe the polls aren't accurate well now the polls if you ask a democrat now the polls are uh are, are are not trustworthy because they're they're showing Trump closed the gap and I I've been uh I've been uh, I've been consistent on this I do think the polls have a bias if you're a Democrat you love the polls if you're a Republican you should know that they're gonna have a bias towards Democrats not not a lot of people wanna uh wanna uh, get called and say uh you support Trump and then they ask you why and then if you say why they say oh well that's a racist thing to say. Not many people want to answer pollsters. 
uh, right now because a lot of the organizations, news organizations out there that are polling you are pretty far left. So uh, it obviously has a left-wing bias, but it's cool because there actually is an unbiased pollster, in my opinion, that shows Trump winning the election for the first time this year. And it's just on YouTube. It's this guy, his YouTube channel is just called Official Election Predictions. And he had it where if Trump holds on uh, to Texas and wins Arizona and Florida, he wins the election. I mean, it's 270, 268. It's really close. But he wins the election, and Biden can win nearly all of the swing states. And if Trump holds on to Texas, Arizona, and Florida, then he still wins the election. And and all those other polls are great, but here's one that really has been the thing. Every sitting president that has been above 50% in his approval rating has won re-election. So we go out there now and we look at Rasmussen, Rasmussen, who is, uh, you know, they've been around for a while. They do a lot of tracking polls. Theirs is a daily tracking poll every day. They're putting in, I think it's 500 and something, whatever. It's a sample. It's a small sale, but it's a tracking thing. So Trump now is tracking. Uh, he, he has equaled his highest rating, which was in February of 2019. And now he is back at 52%. Barack Hussein Obama was at 51% mm. at this time at his re-election. So, Rasmussen, yeah, that's yeah, right, a good one. Not a, not a bad poll, but here we are tracking at 52%. They don't know. So what happened is a liberal group went out and did another poll and said, well, Rasmussen had some flaws in their poll. And their, their mm-hmm. actual poll, he they say he's at 42%. But, you know, the poll is the poll. We've, we've, we've looked at it whenever he was down at 40%. When he was 38%, it was a great poll. Now he's at 52%. And there's some question about the validity of the poll. But if that's being said, all of the other things aside, a president, I know these are crazy times, but a president who's tracking over 50% approval rating is uh, in pretty strong footing. If, if, if we can continue with coronavirus cases under control, uh, even better, there is uh, proof that there is a vaccine, maybe not here, but is legitimately uh, ready to be rolled out. And we can keep death rates low, which no one ever talks about that anymore because death rates are very, very low. And even positivity rates are low. But um, death rates and hospitalization has really gone down. And that's the key, really. Uh, people getting infected, uh, we get infected with a lot of things, but it's the, the uh, severity of that infection. If we can treat it, if we can keep you out of the hospital, if we, we can certainly keep you alive then we're a lot better. If you can keep those positive things going on, keep the economy continuing its improvement, and uh, keep his uh, approval rating above uh, water, um, it's going to be really hard to, because if he maintains the states, he doesn't have to win any of the three Rust Belt states to win, like you said. He, he just keeps those if he can no. win, you know. Surprisingly, but the, uh, the, the pollster did have him winning uh, about like he had Trump getting over 300 electoral votes. Well, but, I mean, there was a poll out today, and they're but saying he also, that in Minnesota, he didn't even win Minnesota. He was close, but it, yeah. they're saying that they, there's a possibility he could pick up Minnesota. Look at that! Oh my God! Yeah, looking at Minnesota right now, it says Minnesota Senate candidate says crazy urban liberals driving people to Trump could flip state red. Minnesota Senate candidate says, yeah, so. And that's that's according to Fox News. That's Minnesota, but that would be crazy if that actually happened. If Minnesota 
would turn red because of the riots. That's where the riots started. That's where the riots started with George Floyd. Remember, that's where this whole mayhem uh, got kind of turned out out of control. But it's funny you're talking about approval ratings and and polls. And there's two things I wanted to talk about. First off, uh, talking about the polls and talking about uh, what you said about COVID-19 and it being under control now. I agree with that, and I actually have stats to back it up from the CDC. Uh, CDC itself, so you really can't debate it. But uh, Democrats, for the first time since these riots started, George Floyd, whatever, since these riots started, Democrats have been forced to talk about the violence. The DNC, they ignored the violence. They talked about how bad Trump was doing. Uh, According to polls now and don lemon even said it on cnn <laughs> don lemon said it he said but he's unbiased but he said it on cnn he's a liberal and he said joe biden has to talk about the violence joe biden has to condemn the violence yeah, but that's don lemon don saying lemon. that and, and and no wait he didn't say because it's awful oh it's terrible because they're he said because the they're world. losing the oh polls. it's terrible yeah. because people are getting hurt because we're, we're destroying cities oh no it's because the polls are reflecting it. Oh, so we really, folks, the Democrats don't care about you. They care about the polls, they care about power, and they care about winning. That's what drives their narrative. It was said on live right there on CNN. Anyway, yeah, sorry. It was, just, it was just funny to me that Don Lemon was the one that said it. And then you go from early on in the election... Or Bernie Sanders said, Joe Biden is going to be the most progressive president we've ever seen. Coming from Bernie Sanders, that's what he said. And now you got the Kamala Harris pick talking about, uh, we should really understand why they're rioting. And I hope they burn it to the ground. She was interviewed by Stephen Colbert. She said it on Stephen Colbert's interview. She said, I hope they keep burning stuff down. I hope they keep destroying property. And Colbert, who is left-winged, who has made fun of Trump from the get-go was sitting there cringing. He was like, "Oh, really, lady? Like I tried you to I tried to give you a chance on my show to redeem yourself, and you're over here saying uh, all this crap about let them keep doing it." And then recently, Joe Rogan, who got switched over to, and Joe Rogan admits he's left-wing. He's pro universal income, pro Medicaid, pro a lot of things that me and you don't agree with. But on the Joe Rogan podcast. He said, you hear a lot of red state people say, don't bring that liberal bullshit here. Don't bring that, don't California my Texas. You know that shirt people wear, don't California my Texas? Well, it's true. Go to California. Look at the people on drugs living in the streets because they can't get them on drug charges in California. They're very lenient on that stuff. So you've got hobos, you've got homeless people on the streets shooting up. There was a story the other day uh, by Duncan Trussell, who's a comedian who lives in California, but he's thinking about leaving California because of how crazy and the uh, the regulations are there. And he said he took his uh, he took his little kid to Echo Park, which is a park out there, and I guess in the L.A. area, Echo Park, and it used to be a nice park. He took his five-year-old kid out there, and there was a guy, a hobo, just playing with a machete throwing it into the ground, just <laughs> playing with it. And then he looks at the kid and, like, tries to scare off the kid. So there are 
what Democrats don't want to admit about Republicans, about how we're right about this, is that law and order is necessary. Law and order, I know, I know liberals don't want to hear this, but sometimes arresting people and putting them in jail and, and locking them up and keeping the streets safe and funding the police and funding the military. I had a political science professor who was, uh, who was talking about America and the reason America is great. And he said, you want to know the real reason America is great is because we have bigger weapons than you do. That's the reason we're great. Yeah. It's because our military Strength. is better than you. Strength through our power. Our cops are better than Strength you. Strength through power. Um, you can't lead from behind. America can't function if its citizens, first at home and then abroad, are not but safe. But that whole strength goes into I know you but, but strength is not uh, a Democrat talking point. They don't want to talk about strength. No. They're not alpha. The most alpha, most aggressive people, uh, most aggressive people vote Republican. And they and the Democrats they see aggression as patriarchal, as white supremacy. They don't they don't see that aggression the same way I guess Republicans see it. Republicans see it as strength, and strength means safety, and then I can provide my family. We have to be safe first. What they see, oh, you're locking up minorities, you're locking up homeless people, you're locking up all these peaceful protesters. You that that's not but, but that's the, not what they but want. The, but the Democrats yeah. miss. Um, they, they they overshot the mark. I mean they 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 thought that if they could create enough chaos in the streets, if they could create all of this uh, unrest and fear, that people would be clamoring for some uh, change and, and that at all oh, it's all Trump's fault. But what they're looking for is because it's Maslow's theory. You can't do anything about building a better life or doing anything better because what is Maslow's first first rule? Is oh, you, you have, have to have feed, shelter, you have to food, and safety. shelter, and safety. Shelter, yeah. food, safety. And that's what people, that's their natural thing. They're going, they're reverting back to what it is. It's in your mind. You have. Wait, that, are you studying, you're studying Maslow too because yeah, of the thing. The, the yeah. fear, because you have the theories cool. in your head of, um, I mean, your fighter, when you when you have some event, it's proven that when you get scared or something happens to you, yeah. you go down to the basics, and the basics is fight or flight. What is your reaction? How do you respond? That's textbook social studies right there. People are reverting back. And so what are the Republicans offering? I see in Texas that the Attorney General of Texas has come out and said, fine, if the city of Austin is going to defund the Austin Police Department, the state is going to step in and... Uh, and deputize them as state uh, law enforcement, and they will start funding the police officers and take over the police officers in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. So you're, you have conceded your authority, all of these liberal mayors, all of these liberal governors, all of these county commissioners that thought, oh, this is going to work. When you give up doing your job, when you give up doing the basic thing that you're hired to do, which is protect your community, and you now you're allowed that these the, 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 the Republican or these conservative folks are coming in and taking over and doing it. That's why that's why they're, that that guy's writing about the the, the Senate candidate in, in Minnesota is talking about. People are saying, wait, wait a minute, you're 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 burning down our businesses. You're you're, you're uh, our, our our streets are not safe. We can't go around in our communities without worrying about being mugged or or beaten up. This has been a total uh, disaster for 
for these Democrats that have promoted these things. And they can't get back off the record of saying peaceful protests, summer of love. I mean, you can't take that stuff back. No, and this is where it all comes to a head here, is because they are seeing the uh, the results of their own stupidity and blind uh, blind support for the protest, for BLM, for Antifa, for any time a black guy is shot by a cop, we've got to jump and rush to assumptions. It would. It all came to the head in my in, in my area of what I call like I like to call my area of study, which is sports. Um, I'm a big NBA fan, right? Black Lives Matter again went crazy for a guy named Jacob Blake, a guy na- a guy in Wisconsin who was going was a shot in the back by police who were there to arrest him because he broke his. Uh, his uh, what you call his uh, was it when, when you probation. probation or probation, and it was his restraining order as yeah, well. Restraining, restraining order, order broke his restraining order, broke his probation, uh, was doing stuff like that, and so he went to he he went and they had him on the ground. They're wrestling him. He got up and then he went into his car after they tased him. After they tased him. And so they knew that wasn't going to work if they tried it again. He went into his car. There was a knife proven to be found in his car. It's debatable whether he had a knife in his hand or not, but there was a knife in his car, and that's what he was reaching for. And anytime you reach for something and a guy has a gun on you and he's a police officer and he's telling you to, to stay still and stop reaching and you have a history of violence, that's what happens. Meanwhile, as soon as that happened, all LeBron James saw and all the NBA players saw was that clip of Jacob Blake getting shot in the back. Jacob Blake, who was a horrible person. The reason I say horrible person, I don't use this lightly, and I don't think anybody should die. But Jacob Blake was a pedophile rapist. He sexually assaulted a 14-year-old girl. It is documented. It is out there. All the people screaming, we should get rid of pedophiles, that's exactly what Jacob Blake was. He was a pedophile. Yeah, I, I agree with and you. And they stood up for him, and they took a knee for him, and they skipped games for him. So, so is that who and, you, you want to be? And that's at, who at the, the Democrats yeah. are aligned with. Do, do you want to put that up and be, do you want him representing your cause? And and, and that's tough. I, that is tough. I totally understand that and I and I support I mean you uh, however bad he is he deserved to his time in court and, yes. and we have ways of dealing with that and I know that's not what you're saying is that he should be gunned down because of that because no. we don't have vigilante law but but you should be gunned bottom, down if you're reaching for a bottom weapon bottom line is you resist to that yeah. extent they already knew they knew who he was this was not somebody that was unknown to these police officers he had several felony arrests already, gun possession for sexual... Uh, I'll uh, read off his, his his thing right here. Jacob Blake arrest details right here. Criminal trespass to dwelling, misdemeanor A. Domestic abuse, third degree sexual assault, felony G. Then, it's, then, uh, then it said domestic abuse again. Then it says disorderly contact, g- conduct, misdemeanor B. And then it also says domestic abuse under that. So, all those to be said, 
It's like, and he was violating a restraining order, and he was getting in the car with his kids, who he had a restraining order against, so he shouldn't have been in that car with them. Either A, he was going to get in the car and drive away with the kids who he shouldn't have Would been be with. kidnapping. Or B, he was going to get in the car and, and get a, And get a weapon. Or, or yeah, hurt the kids. Or hurt yeah. the kids. Or, or kill the cop. So, so what yeah. happened if the police are standing yeah. around, you allow the guy to get in yeah. the car, you've already tased him once, he's gotten off the ground to rescue, he's going after kids that he's got a restraining yeah. order to stay away from, and he gets in there and he kills them all, and you're standing back there saying, well, we didn't want to shoot him. Yeah. We didn't want to uh, upset BLM. Or the, we didn't want to upset LeBron. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But that's the whole thing about it. And the funny thing is... It keeps getting better. The reason I had to talk about this even more so is now. Well, now first off, the Rockets are playing LeBron, and the Rockets won last night. So, I'm, I, other other than that, I'm a, I'm a happy that the Rockets are up 1-0 against against LeBron James, who'd rather be a politician than a basketball player. But uh, the players also turned on LeBron. So Stephen A. Smith even said this. So they went into a meeting, right? And Stephen A. said the, the all the players were in the meeting. The meeting was over. It was a Zoom meeting. Adam Silver was there. Michael Jordan was there. All the NBA owners were there. They were talking about how to proceed with the season if we want to. All the players have decided to keep on playing. Okay, the meeting's over. LeBron, he picks up the microphone with the meeting wrapping up, and he talks for 15 extra minutes talking about why the season should be over, why we need to end the season, why we should stand up against, uh, you know, all these police and things like that, why we should support, you know, Jacob Blake and what happened to him. And so he goes on a whole thing, and he said, and he's, he's talking like, I've got money, I don't need to play. Meanwhile, the younger guys in the league who are rookies, who want to play, who want to have their contracts, you know, who want a chance at winning the, uh, you know, Boston Celtics. They've got a lot of young guys. Uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, you yeah, know, how many chances do you have to get the, the there, There's players. Yeah. There's players that are made to look like the enemy. Uh, James Harden, too. I mean, there's players that wanted to play. James Harden pretty much stays out of politics. I mean, you can tell when he wore a Blue Lives Matter like masks, people were all over him because he doesn't really get involved in politics. He didn't even know what that mask meant, but he just thought it looked cool. But there's players like that that, hey, LeBron, whoa, hey, LeBron, we just want to play. We don't have the fortune and fame you have. We don't have, you know, a million-dollar house to go back to or whatever. We're still trying to get our legacy cemented. We're trying to win a ring. A novel ideal. Sports is just a game. We play sports for fun. That's our job. Politics. Yeah, that's our job. And so they skipped out on the game. I guess it was Wednesday or Thursday of last week. It was a big deal. Uh, or maybe even the week before that, now that everything's gone crazy. My time frame is off. But when they skip out, LeBron has this speech about how they should sit out the rest of the season. The rest of the 28 of the teams, 28 of the 30 teams said, F you, LeBron, we're playing. The only two teams that wanted to stick to, to, that wanted to sit out were, you guessed it, L.A. Clippers and L.A. Lakers. Hello, L.A. Does it surprise you that the L.A. teams were the ones that wanted yeah, to sit out? So, so um, yeah. So, anyway, the L.A. teams, they had a lot of incentive to sit out. LeBron's like, we should, you know, support this guy. We don't know the facts, but police got to stop hunting down. Uh, he even used the words, police are hunting us down. 
Uh, I'm sorry. I've never been on a hunt where, uh, you know, if you're if you're out hunting and you're actually trying to track someone down and you wake up and you're like, man, I really want to kill a black guy today. What cop says that? What cop thinks that? Do you know how much scrutiny you are put under when you're a cop and you kill somebody? It's not easy to kill somebody. The way the cops, the way even racist cops get at you is by putting you in jail and locking you up. They don't want to kill you. That makes their life very hard. I don't yeah, think the I, I, I don't think cops think. wake up thinking, "Man, I really want to hunt a black guy today." But meanwhile, LeBron uses that rhetoric similar to how Obama spoke about police. And how are we not supposed to be divided by that as a sports fan as a American when he's sitting here saying, "Man, I know a lot of police. I know a lot of police officers." I don't think any of them. I think 90% or 95% of humanity, they don't want to wake up killing somebody. I mean, I would even say the percentage is larger than that. Nobody wakes up and says, man, I really want to kill someone today. That's just not what happens. That's true. That's true. I don't know. So, to me, it's just the whole thing has been completely distorted. It's very divisive, and I don't know why. Uh, Uh, I think way too much time on it, but we, we should... Get rid of the bad police officers. No one has ever stood up and said, oh, this defend the bad police officers. But we've got to allow police officers to do their job. And there's a reason that police unions are coming out and supporting President Trump because he has backed the police. He has backed law enforcement. But but Joe Biden says that Trump wants to defund the police. Well, Joe Biden doesn't know what he believes. Joe Biden is now full support of the police, and he's actually said that uh, Trump supports the violence and that Trump wants to defund the police. Yeah. Which was funny to me. But the one more thing about the whole protest thing was the reason uh, Brian Erlacher, a big-time uh, football player for the Chicago – he played for the Chicago Bears. Um, he said uh, he said it, it is sad uh, what happened and everything, but he said the way you, the way you show strength, the way you continue and carry on and, and show that uh, – that you can make a difference is by playing playing in the moments like this. So he was saying he was comparing it to uh, all the he's like the NBA's they're they're sitting out for this guy. That's crazy. Brett Favre's dad died that same day. Brett Favre went out on the field, yeah. threw for four touchdowns and made it a huge moment. And he's saying and you know the same thing with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's dad died. Michael continued on that season, fought through it. And had an emotional, uh, you know, finals championship that year, and it's like, dude, the way you honor people is by doing your job. Well, you look back through and playing back through history. And, and Brian Erlacher got disowned. But him and Mike Ditka have both been disowned by yeah. Chicago Bears. But you look through history yeah. and look at the times when we have had national tragedy yeah. or personal tragedy. Yeah, sports is something you turn to and say. I'm going to dedicate this, and I'm going to put it forward, and I'm going to do this for this person. Teammates have been have been in accidents, or uh, uh, in cases where I remember a baseball player, one of the Houston Astros, had uh, died in the hotel or something. I forget. The Kim Caminetti, right? Yeah, and they come out and play. There was a, an Angels or uh, one of uh, it was on the Angels. It was the Angels guy died, and and they go out and dedicate the season to them or the, or the game to them. It was Tyler you, Blake or something. You look like that. at uh, back when you have tragedies, 
after 9-11. We, we pulled back together, and, and the, the games in New York were just unbelievable. And the fact that you surround and you rally Hur- to those things. Hurricane um, Katrina, 2005 Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2017 Houston Astros. Astros. I mean, so you yeah. look at those things and you say, okay, this is where you pull together. But yeah. this is so divisive. And to put a guy with that kind of record, with that kind of things, and you're going to die your on that facts hill. together, yeah. and then climb that hill yeah. and put your flag in that and say, this is what I. Uh, it wasn't wise of LeBron. Uh, very uh, quick to, to jump on this stuff, and and I, it's it, I think it's turning on them. I think the. The push, the political, even like you said, Don Lemon, the the media elites—they're coming around. They're and saying, figuring it out. This is not Stephen working. Colbert too. This is not going to happen. Yeah. But I don't know that you can put that back in the box. Yeah, uh, it's out. They've done it. Uh, things are turning around. There, there's a lot of things. I got something here. I don't know if you're ready to talk about that, but uh, can uh, what uh, you're talking about things turning around? Real quick, I wanted to say that the CDC has reported that uh, 94% of COVID deaths had underlying conditions. This is straight from CDC. This is not me making this up. This is saying that only 6% of people died just because they had COVID, which is terrible. But 94% of the deaths we were scared about, those people had underlying conditions. So yes, be careful. If you have yeah. underlying conditions, you're susceptible to die. you need to protect yourself. But another thing on top of that <laughs> that, that was out there about the COVID yeah. is... If you look in those states that had such horrible times, and, yeah. and early on in Washington State, or it, where did it start? It started that the majority, 90% of the deaths in the original state that had the worst breakout were in a nursing home, where the folks were over 80 years old, yeah. had underlying conditions, and were not mobile to move around and to get away. They were confined in an area that they had contaminated the air in the in, in that facility. The same thing in New York and New Jersey and in and, and those places. The high death rates in a lot of the places that had the worst outbreaks are because they mismanaged it and they put these cases, they put sick people into nursing homes with other sick people and elderly people that didn't have the ability to move around and protect themselves and to get away from it. It, it, was, it was terrible. There'll never be a true reporting on how that escalated and, and just the numbers were what exponentially larger than they needed to be. Um, it's still bad, it's terrible, 180,000 people have died. Um, but again, we're doing so much better with therapeutics, there's, there, there's uh, things are turning around and hopefully we'll have a vaccine and hopefully we can put this behind us, 2020, a year to forget. Yeah. Well, you, did you have something? Well, on I was there? just talking about just on, on things in general. You know, we 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 focused on riots and 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 the narrative has been shifted, and and the Democrats have tried to have this narrative, and uh, again, it, it's it's amazing that that how President Trump is uh, purposely or whatever. I, there was two things I wanted to talk about, just shifting the the conversation. One thing was about the voting. It, it's amazing when he comes out and says, "Okay, fine." If mail-out voting is so secure and you can mail these ballots out and we have such a handle on it, we know what uh, is being done and we can track it and it's safe and, oh, we've done this for years or, or you know, we're, we're very sophisticated. He said, great, let's test the system. This is great. And, and I'm not saying it's right and I'm not saying it's a good thing to say, but it works. He goes, let's test the system. That's fine. Fill out your mail-in ballot. Get it. Vote by mail. Then on election day, go to your polling place and say, look, I want to check by my name. Can you see that I voted? If you don't see that I voted, 
I'm going to go ahead and vote now, today, because you want to be sure that your vote counts. And they're going to say, oh my God, he's telling people to vote twice. Well, he's just saying, if the system is so good, if it's going to work so well, then let's go ahead and do it because there's no way a person can vote twice because the system is so good that they're not going to be able to go down there and vote a second time. And if they do, well, then the system didn't work. I love that. And then another thing I want to talk about that came out this week that, that won't get reported is the Federal Reserve Chairman, uh, Jerome Powell, has his uh, meeting and, and it's a big symposium on what things are going on and, and, and stuff and they're talking about it. And he basically has admitted that their policy of deflationary measures, the monetary policy, that President Trump got so much criticism about because remember when he first got in office, all this started, he's out there saying, look, the Fed, Jerome Powell, he's terrible. He doesn't know what he's doing. Their policy is running down. Now that they're looking back and they're talking about it, and basically what he said is, oh, our policy to, to fight uh, uh, inflation has held back the uh, wage growth and uh, the economy. He says, oh, well, looks like maybe President Trump was right. Now, he didn't say it in so many words, but he basically said our Fed policy hasn't been where, where it should be. And, and, and looking back, we have hampered growth in the economy. Well, who said that early on? In, it's in 2016, almost like 20, a, 2017, 2018. Well, it was President Trump. It's almost like a businessman who has spent his whole life trying to make money, knows a little bit about how to do that and how to run a business. And... America, whether you want to believe it or not, it, it is essentially a business. Um, so he's running it, and he has this idea, and he now he's been proven right again and again and again. And so it's like, come on, at this point, it's like, guys, it, it's almost funny how, how often it is. And then he does say crazy things, like the melon ballot thing, and just people go completely nuts because it's like, oh, it... it no, no, we, we know it. We know it works. We know it works, but don't actually. We don't want Republicans to try it. No, we don't want Republicans. Yeah. We don't want it to be easier for Republicans. We want it to be easier for Democrats. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're you're telling your Republican support to vote twice? Well, no, we it's we're not that confident. Oh yeah, no, and, so yeah, now that yeah. now it's worked. Yeah. Uh, what I said on that is it's worked because now all the reporters it, it wasn't being reported. He was saying it, and they were saying, "Oh, Trump's Trump's trashing." Whatever, and and now when he comes out and says this, then they have to come out and say, well, well, that would be fraud, and and, and you can you can fraud the system, and, and there's ways that you can cheat, and we don't. He's telling people to cheat. Oh, oh, so you're saying so, it's cheating? So you're saying the president's right that there's potential for fraud, and they just admitted it. He got them to admit that mail-in balloting and mailing in ballots and all of the things is open and ripe for fraud. He said that a thousand times, and he said, look, it's not getting any traction. I'm going to change the narrative. I'm going to say, hey, if it's working, this get out and vote a second time. And now the left comes out and says, wait, wait, wait. Uh, um, you know, there's potential for fraud here. Oh, thanks. Thanks for uh, admitting it. So he got them to, to it's, it's the game where you say yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes. Okay, thank you. And uh, it's funny because earlier this month, uh, our actually, uh, my buddy, who I work with actually, was bringing this up. But uh, it's going to be funny to see uh, because next month, Hillary Clinton is on trial. I mean, not next, this month, September. Hillary Clinton's on trial. No one's talking about it. Really? Yes. Hillary Clinton is on trial. So it's going to be interesting to see. It says a Clinton email case 
uh, to go before a judge. And this was uh, Thursday is when that happened. So this I think this already happened. But it was uh, a while back. And it says uh, the government to release the documents on a rolling basis by September 30th. So we'll know more by the end of the month uh, what went on with the emails, uh, the U.S. Embassy in Benghazi, um, that happened in tw- uh, yeah, 2012. It's just, they've been caught in so many and things. And we <laughs> but, still but, have... But it's just... It's it's interesting And because, we still have the Durham report coming out yeah. and the Senate uh, uh, committee that, researching all of this stuff. I well, mean, how come when the... Uh, how come the Democrats get so worked up when things happen, but when the uh, courts finally make decisions, they don't talk about it. They don't talk about the end result. They, like... Because these cops, for example, and the same thing with that Kyle Rittenhouse kid who's actually should get off for self-defense. They called him a murderer, a white supremacist, whatever. The dude came in with a rifle. He was asked to defend businesses of his families in a different town. So he traveled, he had his rifle on him, and three people attacked him, and he shot and killed some people because they attacked him with a rifle. And it turns out uh, he could, I mean, he'll probably get off with self-defense because he was being attacked, and the guy who attacked him also had a gun yeah. in his hand. And now that guy's dead. But, so, but, uh, you know, yeah. they went to arrest that guy, and they get in a shootout, and now he's dead, too. So, yeah. there won't ever be a trial on. on uh, no, I'm sorry. That's the guy that shot the other protester that was down there, the Trump supporter. The, uh, oh, you're talking the, about the Trump supporter that just yeah, got the, shot? Yeah, that got shot. No, Kyle Rittenhouse is alive. I'm sorry. Rittenhouse is killed. Rittenhouse is the 17 year old kid yeah. in Wisconsin. Yeah, and the guy that he yeah. shot, but then there was the other. This so much. This is gone. This is why people are going to say we need to reelect Trump <laughs> yeah. so we can get this under control. Um, well, and people that want to say, "Oh, Trump's president now. He has tried to control things." Democrat governors, Democrat mayors have not let him. They don't understand how the law works. For Trump to do these things that he wants to do, Democrat governors have to. Yeah, it's the same allow thing with COVID. It. They're coming out, yeah. and, and, and and that's that's Biden's whole speech yeah. is he's trying to say Trump's at fault. It's it, it's Trump's America that you're living in with all of this uh, crime. It's and the stuff. Democrats' America. And again, we have the the uh, Tenth Amendment that says the states have the rights to control all these things, yeah. and so you have to allow the yeah. states to do their job in the ju- local jurisdictions. Unless uh, they attack the, a federal the, building or the, something. The same thing. Then. The same thing happened in COVID when you come out and they said we have to have a national policy. No, when Trump was trying to nationalize COVID, all all of the liberals were coming out and saying he's not a king, he can't do this. But now we're arguing that he should have nationalized it. You, he couldn't because it's called the Tenth Amendment and he didn't have the right to tell the states what to do on certain things. Well, and yeah. at the time he was trying to do that, they said he's overstepping his authority. So yeah. which one is it? Do you want him to overstep his authority and do this stuff, uh, Joe? Or did you want him to, to abide by the Constitution and allow the states to run their own thing? Because, how because much... you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, he can't do it when he's trying, and then turn around and say, oh, he didn't do it. Well, it, you're on record. You said it. You said he it was can't a great do clip. this. It was a great clip of Brett Baer, uh, who tries to stay non-political, but he's the 5 o'clock Fox News guy, and he just kind of says the news, you know, live at 5, uh, the breaking news. That's, that's kind of what he does. And so he was... Uh, questioning Pete Buttigieg, uh, the, the you know, ah, yeah. the, and, and Pete and Pete and Pete was saying, well, we're looking at Trump now, and he's not handling, and he's like, well, when he's tried to handle it, uh, people have, people like yourself have given him backlash and think he's like, well, 
that's not the way we should handle it. And then Brett's like, well, how would you handle it? Not the way Trump's handling it. Well, Trump tried to handle it, and you said it was the wrong way. Well, that's not the way you should handle it. So they don't have answers. They no, just know what Trump's doing an is wrong. And they don't want to talk about yeah. the facts when they come out. <laughs> yeah. Because we also, and, and you were talking about the court cases, and I'm, I know I'm all over the place, but this yeah. is just the craziness of, of the whole thing is is when they're poor, forced, like Don Lemon saying, oh, wait, the polling is going the wrong way. We're going to have to get Joe out of the basement. We're going to have to address this, and we're going to have to come out against the crimes in the street. That's when a, you have a moment of truth, and they actually say what they mean. Another time they said what they meant in this last week is is when the court ruled that we're not going to allow the district attorney in New York to get the uh, the documents the financial records, the tax records of Trump. They're going to have to have some more questioning, and they're sending it back down to the lower court to do it. They said, wait, that's just a delay tactic, and the election's going to be over, and we're not going to be able to use this for the purpose that we want. Oh, so you're really not trying to get at the truth of if Trump has done something illegal. This is a tactic to embarrass the president to try to affect the election. Game over. They just admitted what the purpose of going after the financial. It's not because they think there's a crime. It's not because they think so. They just want to go out there and say the man's not as rich as he said he was, or he may have overstated something or understated something. Not that there's a crime out there. We need to use this to embarrass the president. That's the only reason anybody wants to see his tax returns, and they just admitted it in court. I wonder when they're going to stop falling for Trump's game because if they read Trump's book, Art of the Deal, they would know that the reason Trump says something, Trump, what Trump wants is right here. What he says, and I'm glad we have a camera, so Trump will, Trump wants this, but what he says originally is this. It's extreme. He goes to I, the yeah, extreme and then he settles for actually more than what he wanted in the first yeah, place. He it's called the art of the deal. If you would have given yeah. him this, he'd said, oh, okay. It's like at the truck when we got the free uh, month's payment. Yeah. Yeah, he, but he you, that's the whole point. And they fall for it again and again because they over uh, they over-exaggerate. Oh, Trump, no, you can't. No. And then eventually they're like, aha, we talked Trump down to here. And Trump's like, I would have settled for down here, you know? But they don't know. But they never it fall for it every, every single time. time. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about, Nancy Pelosi, your girlfriend, Nancy. Yes. Uh, claims. Looks the, really good in a towel. The, did you see the hair salon thing? Yes. First off, really first off, I want you guys to look up uh, what the hair salon lady looked like and what Nancy looked like. And just put... Uh, you know, you have conservative women and liberal women in two different categories. I don't know, but no, I saw. Get in trouble for that. I, I saw the cons. Uh, I saw. I saw the woman on Fox News, the conservative hair salon lady, and I don't know if she's a Republican, but she is now because she said she's lived in San Francisco for 12 years, but now she's getting out because of this whole craziness. But Nancy Pelosi has been coming to her hair salon for months, not wearing a mask, and so. Apparently, now, uh, Nancy Pelosi got caught on security cameras. They've already been there, and she's walking out of the salon not wearing a mask. And so, now she's claiming it's a setup. When in reality, the lady didn't tell anybody, didn't do anything. The security camera did whatever. Nancy Pelosi is the one that that always preaches wearing a mask, yet she goes to her hair, you know, once or twice a month. Not only that... No one else has been able to use the salon. Yeah, the salon just has been closed. Yeah. No one's been able to work. Yeah. But Pelosi 
text her hairdresser and, and he texts the owner and says, Pelosi wants us to see her. And, and the hairdresser goes, I don't know what to do. And so they allow her to go there and she gets to, and then she says, I was set up. This was supposed to be secret. I was supposed to go and these dumb constituents in my area aren't supposed to know that I'm an elitist and I get to break the rules. That was a setup. Yes, Nancy, you got set up for breaking the rules. Mm -hmm. You got caught. So how is, how is it a defense that I got set up? I was asking to break the rules. Okay, let that sink in for a minute. She called and said, I want to go into a hair salon in an area that has been shut down where hair salons can't be open. No one else can go in. It would be but I'm asking yeah. to go in. And then she's angry because she got caught. It would be one thing if she was against the shut shutdowns and she was trying to finagle her way around it, but she is for the shutdowns, yet not when they shut down things for her. Oh, no, because she's supposed to allow her to go undercover yeah. in, and she's angry because you said you were going to keep this quiet. Well, yeah, Nancy, you got failed. exposed. You failed there. All right, guys, well, that's episode, uh, what was it, 17 or 16 or 18, one of those episodes, but uh, the Trump train... Gain steam. That's pretty yeah, much the and summation. we want you on our show. So let us know what you want to talk about, and if we like it and we agree with it, uh, then we'll bring you in. Signing off.